Welcome to another podcast from the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show, which is now in its 14th year. Our show is heard every Friday between 6 and 8 p.m. on Community Radio Station 94.1 FM 3WBC and is also streamed live on the World Wide Web at www.3wbc.org.au. Here is a recorded interview first played on the 20th of September 2019 by Ian Salick with Gabe Howe, past president of the E-Club of Melbourne and past assistant governor in Rotary District 9800. Gabe is interviewed about his time in Rotary and the assistance he is currently giving Crystal Ha and Nicole Wong, who are in the second segment of the interview, talking about their work to start up a provisional Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne. You're listening to 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the Inner East, and this is the Rotary and Community Service Radio Show. I'm Ian Salick. This radio show is here right through until 8 o'clock tonight, and it's a real pleasure this evening to have with me a Rotarian who just keeps on putting into the Rotary organisation. Gabe Howe has been a Rotarian for over two decades and has been a club president twice for the Rotary Club of Southbank and the Rotary E-Club of Melbourne. Gabe has been an assistant governor for the Riverside Cluster in District 9800 for two years and he is currently a member of the District 9800 Foundation Committee and chair of the Centurion Program. He is also a member of the newly formed District 9800 Diversity, Equity and Inclusion Committee. And Gabe has a particular interest in peace. His club, the Rotary E-Club of Melbourne, is the first peacebuilder club in Australia. Tonight, Gabe is here to talk about the work of the Rotary E-Club of Melbourne and the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne, which is about to be formed. However, first, let's briefly get to know the man. Gabe Howe, a very warm welcome to the 94.1 FM 3WBC microphone. Hello, Ian. It's great to be here. And it's great to have you here, Gabe. I was just saying before we went on air that uh, we had an interview once before with Gabe with a, with a minor difficulty and never actually got Gabe's first interview that I did with him to air. So tonight, listeners, is a great opportunity to hear from the man and to really hear from the man. Well, Gabe, before we talk about Rotary, let's find out a little bit about you. Where were you born? I was uh, born in Hong Kong. And it's, um, I spent my early childhood there. Once I, um, one, once I finished my primary school, I went to the UK to do my secondary studies and then came to Australia to get my first degree. And how long, well, first of all, what was your degree? My, my first degree was uh, economics and accounting. Yes, but yes. you went on to do other things. Oh didn't yes, you? Uh, yes. Uh, I also got a master in applied finance, and I got a law degree after that. You are a very skilled individual, uh, Gabe Howe, and you're very sort of humble about it too. I am a sucker for punishment. That's what I am. <laughs> no, no, you're not, because you put in tremendously, and uh, you do it with great verve and uh, uh, compassion and participation. And was yours a large family? No, um, I have well. I have two brothers. I'm I'm the middle child, so I, and 
that go, comes with all the um, implicit problems of the middle child. So that means your older brother protects you and your other brother teases, or younger brother teases you? Uh, is that what? I think normally what they say is that the middle child is invisible. Yes, oh, I don't believe it. Not you, Gabe. So, so I make up for it by eating a lot and get my body size to increase. No, we're very well aware of you, and not because of that, Gabe, because of what you do. And are your brothers in Australia? Yes, they're both in Melbourne. Oh, that, that's, that's very good. Um, Gabe, now I'm aware that you joined Rotary over 20 years ago. You said you've been in Rotary for over two decades in the bio that yes. you sent me. Uh, what motivated you in the first place to join Rotary? That's a long story. So when I was studying in the UK, um, I had I got a an award from the local Rotary Club. Um, unfortunately, it no longer exists. It was the Rotary Club of Isha, and uh, basically for community service, which was unusual because normally it was given to the vice captain of the school. And in my year, I got it instead. So I got somebody's nose out of joint. I don't think so, but, but go on. <laughs> but it was, um, it was a great experience and to know a little bit about Rotary. And all I got was actually a book voucher, but it was still good and I still have the books. Um, and then years later, I had an opportunity to work in the Barossa Valley. So I moved up there and I didn't know anybody. I don't play any sports, which I found out was, is an essential component of living in the country. If you play sports, all will be well. Uh, I didn't play sports, so I was looking for other things to do. Uh, I thought about um, uh, St. John's Ambulance, joining them, and then uh, realized that it was hard and you have to work and didn't like that either. And I ended up going to the country fire service. What an interesting thing to do. Now, when you're in the Barossa Valley, of course, there's always something to do. And of course, that's to drink wine. Did you did you enjoy that part of the Barossa Valley? Well, I, I went there to work actually in a winery. Oh, and did I, you? And I worked oh, with winemakers. Oh, so, right. so I did learn a few things. You had to I, do tasting on a regular basis? Uh, not on a regular basis, but there were some <laughs> tastings to, to be had. Well, what a hardship for you, Gabe. What a hardship. <laughs> so you were there. And how long were you there for? I was there for two and a bit years in the end. Yeah. And did the Rotary Club that gave you that recognition, or did you did you have to go back to it on a regular oh, basis? No, no. Um, so the Rotary Club was of Isha is in the UK. Oh, in the so, UK, that's yes, right. So when I joined the Country Fire Service, and there were a couple of Rotarians there. Ah, that's and what, then, yes, right, right. And then they said to me, oh, do you want to come to a Rotary meeting? And I go, yeah, sure. Having known something about Rotary from I, England, yeah, from from the UK, so so I thought, oh, that would be a good idea. So I went there, had their first meeting, and um, one of them asked me, "Are you interested in joining?" And I go, "Yes." Um, I was basically ready to sign there and then, but they said, "Oh well, that's great, you know, but let's um, let let's come come to a few more meetings before you decide." So that's what we did. We went through the no normal process. A couple of Rotarians came to my house, have a chat to me about Rotary and what it all meant. Um, and I signed up and the rest is history. So I, I stayed in that club for just over a year. Um, and I came back to Melbourne and joined a relatively new club, uh, which only chartered six months before I joined. 
and that's the Rotary Club of South Bank. And I stayed in South Bank for about 17 years. That's a long time to be in a Rotary Club. And you became its president, didn't you? Yes, I became its president in 2008, 2009. And that was a privilege, and of course, and quite an experience. Um, because being in Rotary, you sort of learn some stuff and you don't really have the opportunity to to know all the aspects of it sort of straight off. You don't get training. Well, you do get training, a bit more training now. But um, in those days, it was a bit more organic. So you learn by osmosis um, rather than just being told everything. So it was a good learning experience. But when you become president, you actually learn a lot more about what you're doing and what it means to be in Rotary, and you get a much bigger perspective of it. And of course, how you interact with people, and that's the role of the president in a Rotary organisation, how to interact with people, how to ensure that all people are participating and all people are happy and getting on well, because in every organisation, sometimes there are differing points of view, like in any organisation, and you've really got to be the, you've got to be the salve, haven't you? over the top of all that sort of thing going yeah. on in life. Yeah, you, you end up being um, the problem solver for everybody. That, that's right. Well, it's a great experience. Yeah. It's a great, a great learning experience. And, and I know that when young people come into Rotary, uh, it's a very good thing for their CV. And uh, when they come into Rotary, they can put down that they've been in a Rotary club. It is a, a good experience in life, how to deal with people. And a lot of people are very happy to write that down as a plus on their CV, which is good. Now, now, Gabe, you were there for 17, over 17 years, you yep. were just saying, but then you joined the E-Club. And I suppose first what I should ask you is, what is an E-Club for those of our listeners that don't know? <laughs> okay, that's going to be another long answer. So um, a few years ago, Rotary decided to introduce E-Clubs. And at that time, the model that Rotary had was um, basically a blog, a blog-based version of an e-club. So what it meant was an, a weekly meeting started by opening a blog for that week, and the members can go in and write their comments or ideas down so that other members can see them at, at any time during the week. So you don't actually have any direct in, interaction with members, and certainly not uh, at the same time. It does have an advantage for some people, especially those whose schedules are very erratic, so they don't have the opportunity to, to be at the same place or have the same free time every week. But the disadvantage is that you don't have that personal connection. So when the Rotary E-Club of Melbourne started in 2013, um, what they had was the Rotary model, the blog model. And within a year, they lost a lot of members. The problem with that basically is there was no interaction, so there was no cohesion within the club, and people lost interest. So the then president, uh, the incoming president for the second year, Caroline Nord, very wisely th thought, this is not the way to go, we're going to fold unless we do something drastic. And she in changed the way we met by changing the format. And what we are now doing is using video conferencing. 
So the advantage of that is, first of all, uh, we're meeting at the same time, so we have live interactions. And the second point is, because we are using video conferencing, we can actually see all our members. That's the Zoom video conferencing. Uh, we didn't start off with Zoom, but it's, it's one of those, it's one of those um, programs that you use. And when do you meet online? We now meet Wednesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, on the first and third Wednesday of the month. So it's different from a traditional uh, Rotary Club, but you do every now and then try and get those members that are locally based to have a get-together, and you do projects together, do you not? Yes, we do. And like any other Rotary Club, we always have some people who can attend something and some people who can't. So we don't always have all the members present, but we do have uh, occasional meetings where we can to get all the local members to get together. So the big ones would be Changeover and Christmas would be the two big ones, of course. But there are other um, events that we would try to get people together. And how many members currently does the E-Club of Melbourne have? We currently have 12 members plus an honorary member. Right. And where are they based? Um, because of, the, of our f format, uh, our meeting format, it means that our members could, in theory, be anywhere in the world. So at the moment, of the 12 uh, active members, six are based in Victoria. Uh, or Greater Melbourne, and three are based interstate, one in Brisbane, and two in Hobart. And then we have three international members. And the international side of it really interests me because uh, I was lucky enough to be invited to your changeover, and your current president, who was here, uh, is actually from India. Yes, absolutely. She, she lives in Calcutta in India, and she's our current president, and she comes to our meeting, chairs our meeting, or uh, hosts our meeting like any other normal Rotary meeting, and um, holds uh, chair board meetings, etc., and actively participate in club activities. It's a great idea, and there are great advantages, aren't there? And you've, you've uh, alluded to some of them in terms of being able to meet uh, wherever you are. Yeah. But I suppose uh, there are other ones that you could mention, for instance, if you've got a young family. Yeah, absolutely. So one of our um, other international members is a girl who's based in Italy, near, near Pisa, um, in Tuscany, which is fantastic. Um, and I don't see any reason why she would want to go anywhere when she's living in Tuscany. <laughs> but um, and another member is based in Spain. So we have a few members around the world. And are you able to garner guest speakers uh, with the aid of these people that live internationally? Uh, some have. Uh, we have recently had a speaker from Germany who, who's based in Germany. She's actually from Melbourne, but she she's now lives in Germany and she spoke to our club as a guest speaker and it was a fantastic um, presentation. How long do the sessions last for? How long are your meetings last for? Our, our meetings last for an hour, like most virtual clubs. Um, our speakers are given 30 minutes plus question time. So we, but we are quite flexible with time. And, when, 
and I invite um, the public, your listeners, and other Rotarians to come and visit our club. And we, and we find out that we're actually quite a casual club. So we don't really, well, first of all, we don't have a dress code because if you're worried about your dress code, you just make sure that the camera only sees your face. <laughs> so you could sit there in your pajama, you know, your pajama trousers, but as long as you had a shirt on the top, you'd be all right. Yes, absolutely. Um, and, and we are very casual with, with who you bring with you. We welcome young children, even babies, and also uh, pets. Yes. We have, we have a lot of uh, lovely dogs and cats in our club. Well, there'll be a Labrador e-club before long. I can see that. Not talking about the location, I'm talking about the animals. Um, you know, Gabe, uh, there are other advantages. I mean, on a, on a cold night, uh, yeah. it must be good at times to think, I don't have to drive to my Rotary meeting tonight because it's very stormy and there's going to be hail and it's eight degrees outside. So they're a great advantage in terms of Absolutely. the ease there, of meeting. There, there are advantages and there are also disadvantages. Some of the advantages are, for example, our oldest member, uh, Jack Engs. He's a past district governor and he is 93 years old. And he is a member of our club, in fact, an active member of our club. He looks after our bulletin um, and uh, speaker program. The problem is he, he has mobility issues, so he won't be able to go to a normal traditional Rotary meeting. Um, by joining our club, he's able to come to all our meetings and most of our events and still be an active Rotarian despite his uh, mobility issues. I think that's a, a wonderful concept because I know Jack and I know he's just bubbling with ideas and such great experience and to still involve somebody like that or for that matter any other people with mobility issues, old and young, uh, is a wonderful idea and that is a great advantage of, of an e-club. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and with the experience, a lot of experienced Rotarians who can really impart a lot of knowledge to other Rotarians uh, should be valued in clubs and generally are. I've, I've seen many clubs where um, older members who find it difficult to come to meetings are actually driven by other members of the club um, to to pick them up and then bring them to meetings so that they can attend a normal club meeting, which is great, but it sort of inconveniences other members. But if you actually have somebody who, um, who can have, have the meeting at home, then you make it a lot easier for everybody. Very much so. Uh, Gabe, uh, just very briefly, let our listeners know some of the work that your e-club does both locally and if there's any work done internationally. Yeah, absolutely. So we, as because we are so geographically diverse, our projects are, we don't have a lot of projects of our own. What we encourage our members to do is to go and partner with local Rotary clubs. The advantage of that is you get to know uh, other Rotarians and get a feeling of the, of the greater, broader Rotary world but also you can have some hands-on and physical contact with other Rotarians as well. Um, in terms of the projects that we actually do, we do things like um, collecting toiletries for, uh, for charities where 
they're given to homeless people who who might be couch surfing so toiletries that you you bring back from hotels that can be used for for people who actually will find it useful well i i certainly don't do that very often because you you don't want to use it but you don't want to waste it either no no not no, of course and is there anything that you, you you do as a club internationally in terms of support? Um, yeah, so we we have been uh, well. We do things like uh, movie nights to raise funds for polio, for example. Um, we do have uh, a project. Well, actually, we've done a few projects in India, where our current president is based. So she has a connection with. A remote school in India and we've done things like uh, building toilets for them uh, getting a tube well for them and uh, the, our latest project is to get them some floor mats so the, the, the school has about 60 kids and the kids sit on the ground during class really and yeah and all they have is basically a sheet of plastic underneath them so in winter, it's very cold, very uncomfortable. And so we raise some funds to get them some uh, mats that are thick so they can sit comfortably and, and be warmer during wintertime. Basic, but so very good. Something that we in this country would just not even consider would be of concern. But such a good project yeah. and such a, a wonderful contribution that you're making both locally and internationally. Now, Gabe, how can our listeners not yet in Rotary find out more about your club with the possibility of joining your club? Oh, absolutely. So the, probably the easiest way is to go to our website, which is rotaryeclubofmelbourne.org.au. Just say that again. rotaryeclubofmelbourne.org.au. Yes, good so stuff. That's all one good, word. Good stuff. Dot org. Good yeah. stuff. Well, Gabe, uh, thank you. I want to take a little break now, if we, if we may. And we're going to play some music. Uh, you might like to give me a bit of a hint of what you'd like us to play, but we're going to play some music. And when we come back, I'd like uh, to find out more about a project that you're undertaking. And we've got a, 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 a lovely two guests to talk to that I'll introduce in the second segment. Uh, about the Provisional Rotor Act E-Club of Melbourne, which is a new project that the E-Club is uh, founding, helping to found. And uh, we want to find out more about that because you are a very active club and you are continuing with that theme uh, with younger people. So we'll be back in just a moment. Welcome back. This is 94.1 FM 3WBC, the voice of the inner east. And we've been talking in the first segment with Gabe Howe, Gabe has been a Rotarian for two decades and was club president twice, once for Southbank and also president of the Rotary E-Club. And as a past president of the Rotary E-Club, uh, Gabe has been part of what is an exciting new initiative uh, in the E-Club's area of involvement. And that is the, the formation of a provisional Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne. And in the second segment, I'm delighted to be talking to two participants in this initiative. And the participants are, uh, first of all, Crystal Ha and Nicole Wong. 
Crystal Haar is a student currently studying commerce at the University of Melbourne with a keen interest in effective altruism. And after leaving her school as president of the Interact Club at McRobertson High, she has continued her Rotary service by joining uh, the provisional Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne. A welcome to you, Crystal. Thanks, Ian. I'm really excited to be here. And your colleague sitting to your immediate left, uh, I'm pleased to introduce also, and that is Nicole Wong. Nicole Wong is a second year dentistry student who is passionate about empowering others through community service. And since entering the Rotary world through McRobertson High's Interact Club, uh, she has been very much involved in Rotary as an Interact Club president. So a great welcome to you, Nicole Wong. Thanks for having us, Ian. Well, I'm delighted to have you here because you are going to be the foundation of what we hope is a great new youth movement in, uh, in Rotary. And it's great that you're here and uh, sitting alongside us, looking at uh, us at the moment is Gabe Howe, <laughs> who's a great promoter of what you two are doing. Now, Nicole, uh, perhaps I will go to you first uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself. You're, you're based in Bendigo, I Yes, hear. I am. So I'm studying dentistry up in Bendigo. I spend uh, most of my week there. Um, and other than that, I'm back in Melbourne trying to um, put in as much work as I can into community service um, through volunteering and Rotaract um, and also other organisations that work with um, homelessness and uh, gender inequality. I'm very, very pleased that you're coming back to Melbourne in the weekends, <laughs> obviously to be with your family, but obviously to do community service work as well. Because otherwise, I know our Rotary District 9800 is so active in Bendigo, they'd be trying to capture you up there, <laughs> capture you up there for some Rotary work. So thank goodness you're coming back to your family in the weekend. Otherwise, we wouldn't have the benefit of you down here working. Although you don't have to be when you're in an e-club, but it's good that you're down here uh, communicating face to face. Now, uh, Crystal, Tell us a little more about you, please. Uh, yeah, will do. So I'm a student uh, thinking about the best way I can use my skills to help others. So similar to N Nicole, a big part of that means for me engaging in as much volunteering as I can. So outside of Rotaract, uh, this means effective altruism movement uh, and trying to promote gender equality in finance industries. In my spare time, I also really enjoy writing. That's a very, very skilled CV. Please tell us a little bit about altruism. Yeah, definitely. So effective altruism is just about um, being able to do the most good you can with the limited resources you have. And that's a big reason why I joined Rotary because I think Rotary has so many resources, so many, like just such a large support network that it uses so well. Um, I wanted to kind of help channel that to other people and show other people that uh, like this organization is out there for people to join and help make a difference through. Now, both of you were involved at McRobertson High in the Interact Club. Now, uh, either one of you, tell us a little, Nicole, perhaps you could tell us a little bit about what Interact is for those of our listeners that don't know what Interact is. Sure, so Interact is basically Rotary, but for secondary school students, where we would usually have weekly um, club meetings and we would talk and carry out projects during this time. 
Um, so it really brings together the school community for community service. It's very, very good. What sort of projects did you do, Crystal, when you were at uh, Mac Robertson High under the auspices of Interact? <laughs> uh, our main project was collecting stationery for schools in Balibo. So with the Rotary Club of Port Melbourne, which was our sponsor club, um, oh, yes. we would uh, collect uh, secondary, secondary? Uh, second-hand stationery uh, from a lot of our students, uh, collect it, uh, sort it out into different categories, pack it, and then uh, the Rotary Club of Port Melbourne would help uh, send it for us to Balibo. And is this stationery that was left over in their in their desks at home or yeah. is this new were they donating new stationery in some instances uh, a combination of both um, but a lot of the, a lot of the time um, secondary high school students especially at McRob, we had a lot of people who would just buy stationery and then forget about it or not use it so this was a really good way to kind of take advantage of an underutilized resource and turn it into something really good how how good how clever to to do something like that and how did you interact uh, Nicole perhaps you could tell us how did you interact with the with the Rotary Club of Port Melbourne how did they work with you so uh, they would uh, give us a lot of advice on how to go about projects and also help us to transport all the stationery and uh, get the bags for us to put the stationery in particularly for this project um, they really gave us some financial support as well and they would come to our meetings sometimes and how was it sent to Malibu? How was it sent? Yeah, so it went through Donations in Kind. Ah, the yes. BIK warehouse <laughs> in West Footscray, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and we had our bags go with um, the, all the other grocery things to Malibu or East Timor. Um, and it took a long time for uh, all of this to go to uh, Malibu because there was actually an avalanche, um, a landslide, and so it really took quite a long time because of the torrential rain they couldn't get through. Right, and did you pre-pack it before it went to the Donations in Kind warehouse or did you go out there and pack it up there, Crystal? Yeah, so we would pack it up in our club meetings. Uh, we had a little assembly line going on actually where students would be uh, taking the stationery, sorting into the right categories and then other students would be trying it out and make sure it's, making sure it's all good quality and then bundling it together. Um, and then we sent these packed bags uh, with like a set of colour pencils, rubbers, other bits of stationery um to uh the to rotary club of port melbourne and then they would give each bag to an individual student i think it's just a wonderful program and you're to be congratulated for doing that at an interact level before we move on to your provisional uh rotaract e-club of melbourne how many were in the interact club at mcrobertson high we actually had really uh, big numbers. We had around 40 members, I think, and around like 25 that would fabulous. come regularly yeah. every week. Yeah. Isn't that fabulous? Yeah. We get a lot of Rotary Clubs having that many people there. We'd be really in seventh <laughs> heaven. So that's, that's fabulous. So let's now move on uh, to uh, the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne. What was the, the genesis? What was the idea about doing that now? I suppose now that you've left school, mm. Uh, that's a natural progression for you. Yeah, so I really liked Interact and all the aspects of it um, and how it helped me to develop as a person as well as um, doing a lot of community service. So that's something I wanted to continue um, in my Rotary journey after high school um, and 
through Interact, I really saw how we could make a tangible change in the community, especially as young people, uh, because we have so much potential in students and young professionals. And, um, and that's how I wanted to sort of give people a pathway and an opportunity to also get out there and help the community. Fine stuff, Nicole, to hear this coming from young people. Sometimes when you look at the community, people look at taking things out of the community, not putting things back into the community. So I find it really refreshing to hear what you both are saying. How many people in the Provisional Rotaract Club to date, Crystal? Uh, so at the moment, we have a group of around 10 so far. Uh, but we're definitely looking to grow. We're a group of young university students. We're mostly based around eastern metropolitan suburbs. Um, but a lot of us really are like me and Nicole. We're alumni from Rotary Youth Programs, uh, such as NYSF or RIPEN. Now, or just before you give us all those, uh, those <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, acronyms, you better tell us what NYSF and RIPEN is. Oh yeah, will do. Um, so NYSF is the National Youth Science Forum um, and it's where year 11, year 12 high school students get to head up to Canberra and explore uh, a whole bunch of different ways to implement science in really interesting uh, ways and also get to meet a really uh, like-minded community who also enjoy science technology. I think Nicole as well was an alumni and uh, uh, an excellent, an excellent program. Yeah. And RIPEN? Uh, so RIPEN is for young high school students uh, for their leadership development. It's a camp. Rotary Youth Leadership. Yeah, yes. yeah Rotary yeah. Youth Leadership. Yeah. Very good. A very good basis for doing what you're doing. And I, yeah. and I wish that more people that have had the benefit of those programs would do what you're doing, which is join uh, Rotaract Club and then then Rotary. It'd be a great follow-on to do that. Um, so you see the value of a Rotaract Club being involved in the community and allowing younger people to have hands-on projects, which is obviously what people enjoyed when you were in your Interact Club at McRobertson High, and now it's great to see you continuing it. What would you like to have as a number? Uh, what would be your ideal number, Crystal, in the uh, uh, Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne? I think an ideal number would be 20, 25 regular members, yeah. That's where we're looking, that's what we're aiming for. Um, definitely targeting all those youth program alumni like you were talking about, Ian. Like, I think for us, it, it was pretty sad to see that for a lot of people who go through these programs, they don't stay on with Rotary afterwards. So we definitely want to uh, have them contribute in a more long-term way. Excellent, and that's I absolutely 100% concur with what you're saying. Uh, I think Rotary has got to, in fact, I don't think I know, Rotary has got to do a lot more to capture these people's uh, long-term involvement. Have you got any projects currently that you're doing that you would like to mention with the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne, or are you still in a very formative stage? So uh, we are currently working on Envision, um, and that is actually a joint project between uh, Rotary and LIES and a couple of other organisations. And this is where we collect plastic bottle caps and donate them so that they can be made into prosthetic limbs. So we really wanted to be involved in this project because it's just incredible to see how such everyday items can be reprocessed into um, having a really significant impact on people's lives. 
the, you know, the plastic bottle caps that we have on our bottled water, for instance, you collect those. Yeah. And what's the process? What do you do with them when you get them? Who do you send them to? So we send them to uh, Envision, which then turns them into prosthetics. So oh, Envision is the organisation yeah. that is doing that. Yeah, yeah. And exactly. how many how many of these bottle caps uh, do you collect? I'd imagine to go into prosthetic limbs, there'd need to be a heck of a lot of them. So we're still um, putting out the boxes to different parts of the community, such as cafes and talking to our family ah, and friends. Right, that's where you're collecting them. Yes. Right, and and are they branded those boxes? And do you say on the outside of the box what what? is being done with the bottle caps? Yeah, so we have a paragraph on the front of our box so that the community knows what this is going towards. So the idea is when people finish their bottle of water, the cap, which is a different plastic I know to the to the base, the bottle itself, is that just then thrown in the box? Is that the idea? Yes. Yep. By those people sitting outdoors in a cafe or wherever. Yeah, mm. or even um, like in cafes, uh, cafe owners will go through a lot of bottles of milk during the day, so for every single one, uh, that bottle cap can also go to the box. And well. how are they collected? How do you get them all together? Does Envision pick them up from the cafes, or do you actually facilitate the carriage of those bottle caps to Envision? So that is what we're planning to do. We're um, having on the ground people going to cafes and different places around the community, and we take all these boxes full of plastic caps um, to a drop-off point. So your members will effectively be rostered to collect them from eight cafes on a Saturday morning or something yeah. and to take them to Envision. Yeah. yeah. What, a, what a wonderful, unique idea and very few of us, although I have been in the plastics industry and I know they can be, you can recycle plastics, but who would have thought that bottle caps are leading to such a wonderful outcome as a prosthetic limb or... Uh, Fabulous stuff. Any other projects that you're currently doing or is this one of the key startup projects of your provisional club? Uh, so over the uh, July holidays, we went to Donations in Kind um, and <coughs> helped out at the Rotary Club of Port Melbourne and how they were um, washing and packing hospital beds to go to Chile. So uh, the, since the semester break is coming up again, we're planning to go back there and see if any other Rotary clubs need any help. Right. Um, what's the next project for your Rotaract Club? Uh, so some of our projects coming up, uh, we're looking to start up a mentoring program where we can help pair up our members uh, with other <coughs> Rotary members to help them build their professional networks, but also hopefully to help them uh, to kind of show them how big Rotary is and how widespread its influence is, because that's definitely one of my favorite things about Rotary that I wish more people knew about. Um, and also uh, we're going to be trying to promote more to other youth pro program alumni. So uh, going to Interact Clubs, t telling them about this uh, Rotaract Club and also encouraging them to join us afterwards. And finally, we'll also be continuing our projects uh, so promoting vision, uh, we'd also we're also hoping to collect clothing for a charity called Mobilize, which supports a lot of uh, homeless people in the area, um, and hopefully also some more volunteering. A great uh, a great set of goals that you have set for yourselves, which are very very admirable. Now, can you tell me either of you how our listeners, uh, both Rotarian uh, and non-Rotarian um, in fact, it wouldn't be Rotarians because Rotaract Club would be 
more attractive to our younger people, how can they join you, or maybe we do tell Rotarians how they can influence younger people to join the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne? How do they contact you to go about doing that? Yeah, so uh, our main point of contact is through Facebook or email. So our Facebook page is called the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne, uh, with a hyphen between E and club. So that's the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne. And our email is emelbourne at rotaract.org.au. Um, we would really just appreciate Rotarians spreading the word about our club or uh, if they're organising any youth programs, uh, we'd love to uh, help capture the alumni after the program uh, so that they can help continue long Rotary, like long-term Rotary involvement. Um, or just like if any Rotarians are interested in collaborating with us on any projects, please don't hesitate to get in touch. We're so excited. Right, I'm going to get you to give me those details again in a moment, yeah. but you better tell us when you meet. Yeah, definitely. So we meet on Zoom, similar to the Rotary E-Club of Melbourne, uh, on Mondays at 8pm fortnightly, um, but any other time as well, we're also contactable. Mondays, fortnightly at 8pm, and your meeting goes for how long? One hour. Excellent stuff. Now, please, Crystal, give us those contact details again, and very slowly so that our listeners can write it down. Hopefully our Rotarians, who can tell younger Rotarians, and younger people that are listening to our program, because we do play some great music on this program. It's not all <laughs> old stuff. There is some young music, but we're not going to play for Gabe, who's sitting here, I can tell you, any heavy metal. Sorry, Gabe. But at any rate, Crystal, uh, all jokes aside, please give us those contact details again very slowly. Yes, so on Facebook, uh, we're called the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne. Uh, there's a hyphen between E and club, so that's the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne. And our email is emelbourne, no space, no hyphen at rotaract.org.au. So that's emelbourne at rotaract.org.au. Well, listeners, there's an opportunity for something new in uh, its association with Rotary. Two young people are doing great things after being involved in Interact at school are now involved in Rotaract, which is a natural progression. And eventually, hopefully, they will continue along the line and become uh, Rotarians. I want to thank you, uh, Nicole Wong and Crystal Ha, for talking Rotary Radio program. Uh, it's great to have you here and talking about something new. In fact, the word that I use is simply refreshing. Very refreshing to see you. And thank you, Gabe, for being here uh, and uh, advising us that it's well worth talking to two young people about their, their uh, generation and what they're up to and putting back into society. Thank you, as I say, all of you for joining us. Uh, and I know that you will continue with great passion to do the work. And uh, I'm sure that we're going to hear a lot more about the progress of the Rotaract E-Club of Melbourne under the tutelage of the Honourable Gabe Howe sitting here. Uh, and really, listeners, again, it's a fine example of what Rotary and those associated with Rotary in all its forms do, which is putting service above self. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much, Ian. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This podcast was produced and presented by Ian Salick 
of Rotary District 9800 in Victoria, Australia. More podcasts can be found on iTunes by typing into your browser Rotary Radio Doing Good in Victoria or alternatively by going to the Rotary District 9800 website at www.rotarydistrict9800.org.au and clicking on Rotary Radio.